Camera's on. Camera's it's on. hot, baby. Uh, we all. It's hot here in Lake Washington. It's raining. It's been uh, pretty interesting. Uh, actually, Mitch and I are down here for uh, the Crank Fest that's going on, sponsored by Pico Lures. And uh, so we come down here to uh, see uh, some of the big crappie that are going to be caught. Of course, we're thankful to have uh, Will here with us. Hutto, he has Glad the. To be here. Uh, crappie brothers guide service uh here on lake washington so uh it's always good time to have him on the show because he has a lot of insight to what's happening here on the lake and also he's a big he loves pico crankbaits and so this works out pretty good for yeah. us mitch of course this guy the yeah. brainstorm came up with uh with pico crankbaits so uh we'll ask him a few things about that uh we'll start uh with you will uh mm-hmm. Catching fish on crankbaits. Tell us a little bit about it. How do you know whether to use a square bill or the deep diving bill? Well, first of all, I'm going to ride the lake and see where the fish are. We're going to find out what depths they are. We're going to pay attention if the sun's out or if it's cloudy. We're going to have a game plan on what the weather's going to be all day. I've got an app that I look at. And if the fish are going to be any deeper than five foot, we're going to run long bills. But, you know, I want to target fish in that a lot of times the fish in Lake Washington we're chasing are within a two-foot section. Right. You just got to find out what two-foot section that is. You think that's an oxygen-affected thing or is it a bait-affected? It's it's where they want to be at all times is what that is. Um, and it's according to boat traffic and waves or cold weather or, or front coming in if they drop down, you know. And we make that decision from, from riding the lake and, and just seeing where they are. You're a big uh, lunar moon guy. Like uh, you, I Bobby do, I Breck, believe. I tell you what, you I guys would just stay home. and <laughs> you was just him go. that was sitting on that stump last night with That's his legs right. crossed chanting and howling. That's right. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was me. That was <laughs> That was me. Yeah. Mitch, go back to how this how this crankbait deal all come about because someone actually someone owned Pico Lures before the person that you purchased it from. Can you give us a quick history on Pico Lures? A uh, quick history. Uh, well, a gentleman uh, started this on Padre Island uh, back in the twenties, and he incorporated it when he started building commer- commercially building baits for sale as the Padre Island Company henceforth the letters pico right and as the world progressed and we got into injection molding and stuff he began making hard plastic baits the pico pop the pico perch another size of pop side chad there's a vast array of hard baits that he's made over the years and spinner baits and what have you and through different ownerships and everything what have you along i come and uh, i have a little bit of background with crankbaits so uh, I took what they already had and I added a diving crankbait to the arsenal of what Pico has. And uh, bait I'd worked on for a couple of years was the INT to start with. And it was, uh, it was a, a task to get it to run the way I wanted it to run because the way it's made, you almost have to bash it against a bridge That's pile right. and to make it run crooked. It will right. run, it Man, will run straight. You, do, you don't have to worry about tuning this bait. I never have to tune... 
Yeah. Any of the square bills. I have bashed one a time or two across a bridge pile, not necessarily on purpose, but we call it field testing at the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Throw it into the rocks. Yeah, so. well, whatever, you know. And uh, I mean, it. You got to do something. You got to do damage the That's bait right. to actually make it run crooked. Catch a lot of fish with it. Yes, and um, the other thing is the angle that the bait runs in the water. It's it. It's virtually snag free because of the angle that it runs, and then there's the sound that it makes. Exactly because. So, from the square bill to the deep diving. Yeah, this is this is two different sound patterns for two different water columns. Mm-hmm. You're putting that INT crankbait down in a in a twelve to twenty foot range mm-hmm. where you don't have the light penetration and all of that. And our colors kind of reflect some of that. This bait also has the golf ball pattern on the sides yeah, of it, sides. so that it what light there is, it's got more refraction to it. A bass fisherman re- would reflect on this as in super muddy water using a hammered. Colorado blade, you know, to get more light refraction. So that bait's given more light refraction at a deeper depth. Plus, we put the precise size and number of rattles in this mm-hmm. thing behind a knocker. The front of this thing has a knocker in it mm-hmm. to give to give it the weight forward and everything. Plus, it makes a st- solid sound in there and then it's got the baits that do that sing behind it so it's it's got it's got multiple sound patterns multiple ways to reflect light it's got color patterns that play with light refraction when it gets to that depth makes it a very very effective bait catch a lot of different kinds of fish too yeah when you not just one species when you got six six rods out one's got a catfish two's got a crappie one's got a six pound bass and the other one's got a yellow it's tricking a lot of different fish you you know you know it's something that fish in general want to eat what do you think the most popular color is in mississippi well man you know i love that geezer clown the most i always have but Sometimes when it's colder water, it just seems like fire tiger. I just like that fire tiger and that colder water for some reason. I knew you were going to say caught, fire tiger. I get caught yeah. sometimes and have I have ten rods out and have a fire tiger on every one of them if you don't watch it. Right. Yeah. I, you know, but when the when the geezer clowns working too, same thing. We'll load up on them and just put the numbers of fish in the boat. Uh, water clarity yeah. is that making a difference? Does water clarity yes, change it, much? Man, on... once again, Lake Washington, um, and we you can fish these on any lake, but usually I'm talking about Lake Washington. You you have really got to go with something yellow or orange, something chartreuse, some kind of color like that to match this water. It's just different here. And, and it has a lot to do with fish up high in the water column too, with this color water. Right. I just believe I believe those three colors, anything like that, um, with the yellow and the chartreuse and orange and and the so, Delta Lakes, especially. So, so something like a, a sh- orange bait with a chartreuse belly. Might that's be. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, Mitch, you actually, you actually, since you have a hand in uh, all the process of of selling them and shipping them out, what is the the number one color across the across the United States for them? Will wants to know. He's like he turned I over. Like, I just know Will's it? order, so I know he's not lying about the fire tiger. Yeah, I know too because I was in the boat with him, and he had like, yeah. I'm like, can't you just put like a simply awesome uh, on there? 
Yeah. Well, you know, we called them all simply yeah. awesome back in cold in cold water. You know, color patterns year. change. Color patterns change with water clarity sure and water temperature right. and whether the rain's out and the sun's coming out and the sun's shining and now it's raining and who knows. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it. <laughs> well, back back during the riders' camp, I was already catching fish off crank square bills. And, and what was People the water telling temperature? me I couldn't do it because it was the, the time of the year it was, and I was killing them on it. Water temperature uh, it was, was cold, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, man, it was like, man, we was down to 47 at one point. Well, Two years you know, ago, we was were down here, and we, watched get, we, we sat in a boat yeah. and watched the guy catch them in, what, 35 degree, 36 yeah, degree was, water? And you know we were yeah. catching them off the lighter colors, simply awesome, and then the white splatterback. I mean, we were catching them off there. James Callaway was here, and he was like, Will, what they hitting? And I pulled out my crankbait box and gave him a couple of each and said, throw them on. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's the two I gave him, and he called him on them. Too. You don't have to give James probably any more lures because <laughs> I have a feeling he has yeah, he's enough. Got, but, he had, well, yeah. you know, if not, he yeah. will get more. You know how I am, though. Some. I got to give somebody yeah. something. Yeah. You know, so that's probably what that was really all about. Every every year that color thing changes a little bit too. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. the patterns that they run on and everything, like fish hawk. This right. year, fish fish hawk and bone orange are hot nationwide yeah. this year. And a whole lot of that's got to do with just incessant rain. It just yeah. keeps raining. And the water stays mudded mm-hmm. up and everything. And when you, you've got a bluegill pattern and a molted crawfish pattern. That's, that's what right. I that's what that bone orange represents. Yeah. Sure yeah. In muddy water when a crawfish molts, he's almost just pale pale looking thing right and uh, i mean the guys in oklahoma for sure know this because their water never clears up (laughs) (laughs) but that those two colors right now are hot but as we get further into summer i'm looking for the shad pattern you know the the simply awesomes and the purple that's that's just gonna change we will we will be and as you see as you see the oxygen levels start to stratify and come nearer the top you're getting off that INT and getting more into the square right. bills, which is higher in the water column. Right. You know, you're forcing the fish to live above 10 foot now, so he's going to live at 8 foot and come up to 3 and 4 and 5 foot to chase the shad up. That's where that's everything right. in the water column is going to live. That's what makes the square bill work. And, and so, I love it. Yeah, and I so uh, with, with that, there's uh, – Techniques that you can use to catch crappie. You can push crankbaits and you can exactly. longline crankbaits. So right. tell us a little bit about pushing Mitch because, and oh, then we'll let Will talk about longlining because. Well, I cannot compete with that dude longlining. I mean, it's, right. it's like, <laughs> but tell us about pushing. How, how is that uh, set up and what are you using for a lure, the square bill or the I, deep diver? I will involved? typically use the square bill. Okay. Um, you know, if we're, you know, if we're on a lake where we got to put it down 25 foot or something, that's a different story. But on these right. Mississippi lakes and stuff, you're going to, you can take that thing and, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you let it down nine foot, you put a bait six foot. On a 45-degree angle, your bait's at six foot. That square bill's not on a dive much below. I'm using a three-ounce weight. Right, next, like a Carolina rig. The weight goes down to the swivel. I put a three-ounce weight on a 14- or 16-foot rod in front of the boat at about 10 degrees away from the trolling motor. Drop that three-ounce weight down. It's got a three-foot leader line on it with a crankbait on the back of it. And I like the square bill because – it's got a different i call it an angry wobble 
Okay, where that mm-hmm. <laughs> where that I I like in, that INT's got that tight <laughs> that swimming that thing. Rod jumping like yeah, that that square bill. It's got that angry get out of my does. way wobble, and it doesn't. I'll ha- tell you something else. I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah. You may tell you one good thing about I, that hard wobble. I like. Yeah. You can tell when the slightest piece of trash gets. Oh in. yeah. Or if you got a hitchhiker, you know if it's running. Or if you got, you got one got that just comes up here and hitchhiking a ride, that thing and that thing will, quits, it will, <laughs> it will tattletale yeah, on will. something on that bait that ain't supposed to be there. Yeah, you bet it will. It, it will go from vibrating to just. The other thing in that water column, you're more prone. When I was a little kid, I grew up wading creeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just what we had, and it, and I go back as an adult and look at the places I used to just dive into and just wade walk around. You, it'd take five grown men and a mule <laughs> to get me to get back yeah. in there. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the but, yeah the creek I grew up on wade now gators are in. Oh it, yeah, so there, there's so things they that, used to not be there. Yeah, we we had cotton mouse in there that right. that would bow up on an alligator, mm-hmm. man. But uh, we used to swat them with a rod and go Let's on. Go on. I, not That's anymore, right. man. Anyway, I used to catch crawdads to fish with down mm-hmm. there, and you take a stick and you get in them weeds and rustle it around, and them crawdads come running out, and they'd run off over there in the gravel. But when they did, you could hear them. When they did, they went you clicking. Heard that, the sound. You could hear and that you tail in the water doing. clicking, and there he's going. I designed that bait around. It that. took two years to get the sound right on that bait. I had the bait that right. Awesome. It took two years, and it doesn't have any BBs in it to rattle. So it's it's got that. I, I would I want to call it a natural sound right. that they're used to hearing. If that's they get anywhere near a shore and flush crowd out, they've heard that sound before. They so know they, when they run to it. Yeah. Well, they swim uh, well, to turn, it. It's they like scuba to. divers tell <laughs> me right. that you can take two rocks and <laughs> right. click them together. That's right. And a, and a bass will show up to see what it is. Man, that's awesome. And I think that bait has the very same thing. And you so. push it, you can put that bait in their face. I mean, if you got your electronics on and you're – and you can even side if you just simple side scan and you see fish holding in three foot of water, right. man, it's just cash it in. Right. You know, That's you right. you can adjust your line. You can put it right on them. That's and awesome. and so uh, I know uh, we use some of the sixteen foot, fourteen foot, and twelve foot power trollers by B and M rods yep. uh, that we used uh, when we troll on that. And there's a formula that that you can follow of of how far down if your line is down nine foot it's, it's two thirds it's two thirds yep. on a 45 degree angle you're two thirds of the or the of the downside yep. so if you go down 12 foot you're at nine foot right 15 foot puts you at 12 you know that's I mean, right. that's just how it works call mitch if you have math <laughs> questions he's really good at yeah. math as well, long as it not, has to do with fishing that long huh that weight's right in front of the crankbait, I would think. So the three foot's what just gets it totally away from that weight. Yeah, the three right. foot gets it away from the weight. Yeah. You're putting that weight straight down, and then it's and going it fast enough to put it on a 45-degree angle. That's right. So now you've you've made a triangle right there. That's right. So if you drop this nine foot and then swing it back that far, you've mm-hmm. lifted it up three foot. Okay, that's, yep. that's a good point to make right there. So, uh, and uh, you're using monofilament leader? I do. Right? Okay, off a of braid uh, to the yeah. Uh, I use yep, I, okay. I've got rods that for the past five years have had the same braid on them with the same snap on them. So yeah. if I want a long line with that thing, that same one, I just unsnap that weight, put right. it down, eighty foot of line out with a int on it, and I'm long. I'm I'm dragging the crankbait again. <laughs> and that, that takes us to to Will. Will tell us about uh, long line and what are you using for rods and what are you uh, using for uh, line. 
fishing line and and a little bit about how you're setting it up how much line you're letting out on each pole all right i run uh two 14s out the front two one off each side right and then two eights right beside it off the front okay and then in the back i run six rods i run two 13s two tens and two eights okay and that's how i run them and i i run a braid a 10 pound braid uh-huh and i also on the distance that we run is always going to change according to the fish where they're at in the water column right if they're really high i'm only going to run 30 feet back on the front, the okay. front two rods. I mean, it's right. not far back at all. Right. And then, then we, the outside rods, in the very back, are thirty foot as well. And then we'll put some about 40, 35 to forty. Right. That'll drop them down just a little. Once yeah. again, I'll say again, they usually are in a two foot section, so I won't. The right. thirty footers to be right above you've, their head. You've got aisles that you're that's running right. The baits that I'm running the baits and, and I'm running them. You know, thirty foot to get them down to the top of those fish, and then thirty five to forty to get them down. You know, about midway. The yep. And then a lot of times your bigger slabs might be just under them a little bit, and I'll have you know forty to forty five on the two okay. middle poles right right, right by right. the motor, and that'll get the bait on down. You know, at the bottom of yep. the school. So we're covering that whole two-foot section. Right. And once again, it's according to how deep, deep they are, how fast I'm going to run. You know? I want to touch and on one other thing right there. Somebody's listening is like they're going to peel 30-foot of line off their reel. Uh-huh. And they're going to look back there, and it's going to be in the whitewater of their boat. Tell them what it's going to be close. Well, they're, they're, the, if you've got your rod sticking up on this mm-hmm. angle – you're only going to have five foot of line in the water. That ain't where that ain't where you start counting no, thirty foot. No, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I see people. I don't do run that. my rod tips up though. Right. So that make a difference too. Like he's saying, you would you would change right. what I said if your rod tips. You are start up. counting line that's out right. where it hits the water. Where it hits the water. Right. That's right. Then so you I, go thirty. That's a mistake I see people making mm-hmm. all the time when they You're troll right. crankbaits. Well, you said put it sixty foot back. Mm-hmm. Well, the first forty foot of it is still out of the water. You know, you're running you're running right. a bait. I like 60. to run my rods down low. Because Real I close, like yeah. the bite when it hits. I can, t- Put the I rod can tip tell. The water. <laughs> first of all, I can tell if it's a crappie on there or a drum or a catfish because the crappie, when they hit, those rod tips are going to come up when they go back. And then they'll slam in like this and they'll just stay there. That crappie be pulling almost dead. It's not a whole lot right. of pump to it. Right. Okay, if that's a catfish. Right. or drum, right. yeah. <laughs> that rod's going to stay down and right. pump hard. Right. So that's the reason I keep my right. my rods pointed towards the ground instead of up in the sky when, right. I'm, when I'm fishing. And how embarrassing is this? Tackle time. It's time for tackle time, mm-hmm. and it's sponsored by Pico Lures. Gee, let's, it's uh, almost, what would we like to talk about? Catfish bait? <laughs> I will tell you this. this is, I will tell you this is honest truth. Mikey, my fishing partners, won't need catfish. He said, we need to go catch some catfish. We need to pull all this crankbait and all these rods off his boat, and let's go in the woods and catch some catfish. I said, well, man, we just caught 10 catfish yesterday while we was crappie fishing. Yeah. 
I said, why don't we just put the baits out a little further back, go a little faster, dig them square bills a little deeper, and let's see how many we can get. We went home with 39. Yep. 39 that catfish. Is, that is something I have learned fishing in Mississippi, trolling that's, the crankbaits. That's, that's, that's Tip true, of the so day. If you're catching catfish after catfish while you're trolling, you're fishing too deep. You're fishing too deep. Yeah. He was. <laughs> Shallow he them said, dudes up. He said he wanted a catfish fry, and I said, well, let's go put them out a little further. And go yep. a little faster, dig them a little deeper, and we left thirty nine. Yep. There you go. There you but have crop it. Crappie was above that. We wasn't even after. <laughs> yeah. We I don't know if I was supposed to admit that, but we wasn't even after crappie. Yeah. But we did catch they a couple catch. big old slabs that were buried in the mud. But that that's still we did pretty. Did catch some bigger slabs off the bottom. I hear people all the time. We went troll crankbaits, got one crappie and twelve catfish. They you just, fish too deep. Bro. You're too deep. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you have it. So, uh, Pico Lures. If you want to check yeah. out Pico Lures, you can go to picolures.com and uh, you can check out uh, uh, all the lines. They have uh, a full line of hard baits and they also have a, a whole line of soft plastics. Soft plastics, scope jig heads, you name mm-hmm. it. And they have uh, everything for all game fish from walleye, stripers, whites, bass. You name it, they got something for every game fish that you're after. And that pretty much does it. Uh, Will, if they wanted to find out more about you and your guide service, where would they go? Um, Crappie Brothers Guide Service on Facebook. Okay. And you can call me personally, 601-906-7360. All right. And, uh, Mitch, we already know www.picolures.com for you. Dot so. com. A lot of choices. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to take you a while to look at that one. There you go. There you have everything it. Everything y'all got. Like we like to end every show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.